0: welcome to the Jet Vent with your host, Kane Mack, the Jet's Everything Podcast, from game previews to game reviews and everything gang green. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and all your podcasts and providers. Welcome back to the Jet Vent Podcast. On today's episode, we are previewing the 2021 NFL Draft and the ideal picks that I would pick if I was Joe Douglas, general manager of the New York Jets. And without further ado, here we go. First pick, this one's, this one's going to be a real shocker here, um, obviously with the departure of Sam Darnold, there's obviously a gaping hole at the quarterback position, Zach Wilson, Come on down. You're the new franchise savior for the New York Jets. And I'm excited for him. It's going to be a very exciting thing for the New York Jets. Because the way I look at it, and unfortunately with Sam, he's not an elite level quarterback. You can say whatever you want. Oh, the Jets screwed him. The Jets did this. The Jets did that. You know, didn't they give him the right head coach, didn't give him a good offensive line, didn't give him good receivers, didn't give him a good defense. You can say all those things and I nod my head and say, yeah, 100% the Jets didn't do that. But well, you know what? A lot of things could be placed on Sam Darnold as well. Never stayed healthy, never had a good touchdown to interception ratio, made terrible decisions, terrible reads. And I think at the end of the day, the Jets did the right thing had to move on from him and pick the new quarterback of the future in Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. And it stinks to say that. But if you really think about it, the playing field has changed. The Miami Dolphins are, great, are a pretty damn good football team. They had a real tough schedule, just like the Jets did last year. They went 10-6, barely missed the playoffs. They look like they have a pretty decent quarterback prospect in Tua Tagovailoa. Of course, the jury's still out on him. And, of course, the Buffalo Bills just went to the AFC Championship game and won the division from the big bad Patriots minus Tom Brady. So the Jets need an elite-level quarterback to compete. That's just the bottom line with those two teams, and of course the sleeping giant and the New England Patriots. Whoever they will go with, it looks like they're going to try to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo to try to get themselves back uh, to the postseason this year. So that's uh, that. That's another. That, that's that's six tough football games every year. You got to play. That's six really tough football games, and you can't get away with it with a below average quarterback. You just can't. So, I think this is the right move for the New York Jets moving forward. Trying to get that elite quarterback. Trying to get a franchise. How about this? How about just get a freaking franchise quarterback? Give me 25 touchdowns. And can we get a 4,000-yard passer? Please? The Jets had the first 4,000-yard passer in the history of the National Football League. And since then, they've had none. John Kittner passed for 4,000 yards. And he stinks. <laughs> Hopefully Zach Wilson could you know end that in his first couple of years as the Jets starting quarterback. Because he's going to definitely have the opportunity to. Zach Wilson's the starting quarterback day one. Week one, whoever they play. That's just the bottom line. You know, uh, who, who's starting over him? James Morgan? The fifth-round pick out of FIU from last year. This is way different than in 2018 when the Jets had a Josh McCown and a Teddy Bridgewater competing with Sam Darnold for the starting quarterback job. Obviously, Sam won it and beat the Detroit Lions week one. But there's no competition. Zach Wilson will be starting week one, whoever the Jets play. And that's the bottom line. And and speaking of McCown, and this is another thing that I think Jets fans need to realize as well. And this sort of closes the door on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold never had a better year than Josh McCown had way back in 2017. That year, Josh McCown, which by the way, he played for the Cleveland Browns the year before that and broke his freaking collarbone and was 38. He was 38 going into 2017. 38 He went in Completion percentage Over 60% Had 2,926 Passing yards Close to 3,000 Real close to 3,000 Had 18 touchdown passes And 9 interceptions It's a 2-1 to ratio That's pretty good Compared to Sam He also had 5 rushing touchdowns 5 That's pretty damn good That's 23 total touchdowns. Did Sam Darnold ever get that close? No. (laughs) No. Sam had 17 touchdowns and 15 interceptions his rookie year. He had 19 touchdowns, 13 picks in year two, which was his best season by far. And last year had obviously the worst year of his career, throwing nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's brutal. That's combi- that is confirming all the New York media of him being a bust after year two. Like, that's embarrassing. It sucks for me to say that because I love Sam. I love his personality. I wanted him to succeed. And obviously, you don't want to waste the draft pick. You draft the third overall. Third. Third overall now you can throw that pick in the freaking garbage can as the Jets look for their next franchise savior. It's really unbelievable that the Jets ah, are looking for another franchise quarterback. It's almost as unbelievable as another train is passing my backyard right now. I've tried to record this podcast, no joke. This is my third time re-recording it. Because of this, I guess at 11 o'clock at night, there's just unlimited trains going back and forth and all over the place. This is a rail line that goes right into my backyard, basically. It's really unbelievable. And I'm really trying, but I, hear the, I already hear the horn in the background. So that might be another issue right now. But you know, we're just going to let it ride. I'm not hearing it right now, so hopefully we're good, but... I apologize for any uh, train noises in the background. But it's just... uh, How many times are we going to record this, thing? (laughs) We're really getting down to nitty-gritty here, man. i got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning for work. So I'm just trying to get this podcast done and out before the NFL draft. Please. Jeez. Um, Where was I? Oh, yeah. So Sam Donald never had a better year than Josh McCown did. And McCown had had more obstacles to overcome. They played the same amount of games, basically. I mean, Sam played 12 instead of 13 in 2020 and played 13 games in 18 and 19. So around the same playing field, and he never had better stats than him. That's just unacceptable when you're supposed to be the franchise savior, the the quarterback that's supposed to be, the guy Moving forward, and supposedly the best quarterback in the draft. When you know what, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen are all better quarterbacks than Sam Donald. It's just a fact. He's the fourth best quarterback out of that five. He barely—I mean, he didn't barely beat out Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen never had a chance to succeed ever, <laughs> and never played really ever. And now he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What practice squad? So. And he's going to be a journeyman backup the rest of his career. So he already is a journeyman backup. <laughs> he's he's three years into his career. I mean, come on, he's on his third team. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like no matter what Sam Donald does, he's still not the biggest bust in that draft. But my goodness, that's really falling off there, huh? So we already know that Zach Wilson is going to be the number one pick for the New York Jets that's a given that's an obvious thing what about that 23rd overall pick now obviously the Jets got this pick from the Seattle Seahawks thank you Los Angeles Rams with the nice win with a backup quarterback essentially and then Jared Goff coming in with basically a broken hand and beating the Seattle Seahawks in their place really nice real nice so the Jets will get the best possible pick at 23, and I really think that if the Jets... And and let's look at the the positions that they need. Quarterback, edge rusher, corner, lineman, and maybe a linebacker, all right? I think they need to go edge rusher at 23, and there's a certain school down in South Beach that I would love to grab either one of these two guys, um, depending on... Obviously, if they're available or not. But but I think both of them are the way that they're talking about these two guys, and that's Jalen Phillips or Gregory Rousseau. Both of these guys could be available at 23, and if I had to choose between these two, I would take Rousseau. Basically, because Jalen Phillips has a lot, a lot of injury concerns to me with his concussion history, and Greg Rousseau has very limited. You know, miles on those tires, man. He was a redshirt freshman and, and had 13 and a half sacks. And he, I'm sorry, he had 15 and a half sacks in 13 games played his redshirt freshman season in 2019. He sat out his uh, redshirt sophomore year last year to enter the NFL draft. I think there's a lot more upside to Greg Russo than Jalen Phillips. But Jalen Phillips is a real nice football player, too. And, um, you know, obviously being a uh, University of Miami fan, I would love to see one of these two guys in green and white. Both these guys have high motors. Both these guys have a little bit of swagger on them. Both these are physical specimens on the defensive line, on a defense that desperately needs edge rushers. And I know you got Lawson, and I understand Rankins is a pretty good defensive tackle as well in the offseason, but these, you, need, you need something off the edge. You need something there, and... I'm hopeful that the Jets can get an edge rusher at 23. And with their second round pick, you got to hope and pray, but mm, let's hope and pray that Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State is sitting there with the second round pick, uh, second overall in the second round. So that would be 34th overall. Um, I I just love the guy's motor. And his father was very, very good as well. So... I I'm really hoping that he falls to the Jets. If not, Newsom out of, out of Northwestern could be a nice option for the Jets. And right there with the first three picks, you have three really important positions of need filled, essentially. Right? You got a quarterback, you have an edge rusher, and a corner. Those are three of the most important positions out there on the field. Maybe besides offensive tackle. You gotta throw those. Probably offensive tackle in there as well because I don't believe in George Fant, but, you know, uh, that that's a real good start. And then, ooh, third round rolls around. Man, I think that this guy might be the scariest human being on the face of the planet. And I know he's not a tackle, but he's a big offensive guard that's never allowed a sack in his collegiate career um he's also just he's scary. He he might be the scariest human being alive. And he has some sort of um you know, history um uh being disciplined by the Alabama Crimson Tide, having to miss a few games. It had to be pretty severe cuz he missed the last two games. Uh one year and missed the first four games the next, so he got like a big six game suspension. That's that that's, that's a long time, but Man, is he very physical, he can pull, he can move his feet pretty well, and that's Deontay Brown, a uh, guard out of Alabama. I, I love the mean streak on this kid. This guy could be a real, real benefit to this offensive line that really had issues in the interior of that offensive line. Uh, thank God Greg Van Roten's gone. I don't have to tear my hair out every single time he's out there on the field. McGovern's okay at center. Lewis is okay, but I don't know why he didn't play the majority of the uh, last few games there with the New York Jets in 2020. Maybe had some issues with Gase. I don't know. And then, obviously, Makai Becton is a prodigy. He's he's real nice at left tackle. And, obviously, I don't believe in George Fant. So I just went through all the linemen just so you have a refresher course on where the Jets are with their offensive line. It's still not very good. Um, But Deontay Brown would be a nice, nice addition in the third round for the Jets. Nice, mean streak, offensive guard um, that could really do some damage to defensive linemen. And that's what you want. You want to see improvement in that interior offensive line with a first-year quarterback. I would love the pick if they went out and got Deontay Brown out of Alabama. And that second, third round pick, 87th overall from Seattle. This is, by the way, all contingent that they don't trade these picks, by the way. So they could be moving back, moving up. But I just go off the assumption that they stay the same because obviously we can't predict trades or anything like that. You can't, right? Um, so that's that 87th overall pick, I would love, and this is, the, by the way, a, uh, one of the picks that uh, Seattle gave to us for Jabal Adams, eighty seventh overall, I would get Dylan Moses, inside linebacker out of Alabama. Two Alabama guys in the second, in the third round. This would be a very nice addition behind C.J. Mosley and behind Blake Cashman. Um, you know, I, I really think that this guy, you know, could be a real, real nice depth piece for the Jets. Play some special teams his first year uh, as a third round pick, and just sort of grow from there. Um, I, I love the kids motor big guy I think that he could be a real nice addition to the jets and he's had a couple big interceptions too. So he obviously can handle, uh, some pass coverage as well. So I'm excited to see, I, I would love for Dylan Moses to be a member of the New York jets in the third round. And obviously I'll keep these picks around, you know, obviously, and, uh, see which ones I get right, which ones I get wrong. Um, With the fourth round, 108th overall, I have the Jets getting offensive tackle Robert Hainsey out of Notre Dame. Get another nice piece behind this offensive line, get more depth, because the Jets definitely need it uh, in case somebody goes down, and they're very thin, and they're not very good. So, hey, get an offensive tackle from Notre Dame. That's what you do, man. You know, the, never fails. They always produce very, very, very good offensive linemen. Uh, so I would, I would go with Hainsy here in the fourth round, 108th overall. In the fifth round, let's get a corner. Carry right. I'm sorry, Carry right. Carrie Vincent Jr. out of LSU, cornerback. Go and get him. Get some depth, please. That would be very nice in the fifth round, because I, you know, I, I do like Bryce Hall. I think that on Austin's pretty good when he plays, when he's not benched. And then Brian Poole, you got to replace him. The Jets are just very thin. They're very thin at corner. They're very thin at edge rusher. They're very thin on the offensive line. So any type of depth for those three positions is very vital for the team's future success. So getting carry right out of LSU would be a nice addition there. On to the second fifth-round pick from the New York Giants in the Leonard Williams trade. I'm going to get Josh Myers, center OSU. He's 6'5", 312 pounds. He's a big boy. And, hey, when was the last time we got a center out of Ohio State hmm, hmm. The only one was like the most dominant center for about a decade and a half oh yeah that's Nick Mangle baby so I-, I would love to get Myers out of out of OSU ranked pretty low according to PFF that's why I have him going the fifth round to the Jets that be that would be a nice addition for Joe Douglas and the New York. Jets. Later on, the sixth round, 187th overall. Let's go, Tonaloa. Hufanga. Safety out of USC. Listen, you need a little bit of an insurance policy in case Marcus May doesn't sign long term. That's that's basically the depth signing for um, the depth edition for the New York Jets. And then the rally off the final pick of the New York Jets draft. Let's go and get a kicker. Jose Bordegales out of Miami. Listen, as I said before, I am a very big fan of the Miami Hurricanes. And uh, he was dynamite. He was kicking 40-plus yard field goals like nothing. And he was fantastic all year. Really had a strong year for the Canes, who the previous year before that had a real tough time kicking field goals. I was very, very thrilled with him. And honestly... It would be a major, major, major improvement, uh, probably over Sam Ficken, who continues to have the biggest nose I've ever seen and continues to absolutely just be super inconsistent with uh, for the New York Jets. So to get a decent kicker, I think, would be a nice way to end the draft. So for a recap, we got Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU, with the second overall pick. 23rd overall, Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher out of the University of Miami. In the second round, we have Asante Samuel Jr., 34th overall, out of Florida State University. In the third round, Deontay Brown, guard Alabama. Third round, Dylan Moses, inside linebacker out of Alabama. Fourth round, offensive tackle, Robert Hainsy out of Notre Dame. 5th round, 147th overall, Carrie Vincent Jr. out of LSU. 5th round, 155th overall from the New York Giants, obviously in the Leonard Williams trade. We have Josh Myers, center Ohio State. In the 6th round, we have Tanaloa Hufanga out of SC. He's a safety. And kicker, Jose Borigales out of the University of Miami. So, that would be my ideal draft. Now, this is just for fun, guys, so don't grill me on my picks. I know that I have a couple of blue-chip schools in there, uh, like picking a, you know, a tackle out of Notre Dame, a uh, defensive player from Alabama, a big-time guard from Bama, Uh, picking Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round because, you know, the name recognition and stuff like that. But also, these guys are very talented football players and I believe will help the Jets hopefully uh, be better in 2021 and beyond. Because last time the Jets made the playoffs, I was in middle school. I'm 24, out of college and working. So, (laughs) I, I just... I just hope for a good draft. I just hope that the Jets just get it right at quarterback and really make a, make a very steadfast improvement from 2020 to 2021. As Joe Douglas goes through his second draft with the team, I want to believe in something, and hopefully uh, they will deliver this upcoming season. So that's all I got for today, guys. Enjoy the draft. Have some wings. Chill out on the couch with your boys, with your fellow Jet fans, and maybe your Giant fan friends as well. Just kick back, relax, enjoy the show. I'll recap it. I'll make a recap episode uh, Friday night into Saturday, and hopefully we'll be really excited about the quarterback of the future, and hopefully the Jets fill in some holes. Thank you so much for listening. Please give me a follow on Twitter, KMAX72. Also, leave a subscribe as well. Like on this podcast if you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon after the draft. Peace, love, all that stuff. Can't wait to see you in the next one. Peace.